We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions, or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Sup, everybody? Hello, hello. So we're so glad that you've been joining us in our various conversations and hearing back from several of you and all the comments that are happening online. Um, it really does help to spread the word about these. And if you share them, if you comment on them, uh, give them a thumbs up, all those YouTubery type things that are out there, it really does help. Share them to help somebody or encourage somebody with something that will bless them in their spiritual life. Mm, yeah. Cause we asked some of the people who watch, uh, that have subscribed to the channel, kind of what they typically use it for. And it sounds like most of you out there are using it for personal study. So if that's the case, I've mentioned this every now and again, if you want to know what's all in our back catalog, you happen to be studying a passage or a certain topic, and you want to know if we've covered it at all, hit me up, send me an email to the info at Broadway COC, and I can send you that full catalog. That way you can search it, and maybe that will be another aid for your personal study. Yeah. Don't send it to me because I'll say I have no idea. Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll handle the email correspondence there. So for this week's topic, we've talked about baptism before. Um, we've talked about some Trinity sort of issues and discussions before. But this one kind of combines the two. And if you've ever been to a baptism, to someone's baptism, usually someone says something as they go into the water. And typically, there'll be one of two statements made. They'll either say, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, or they'll say, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, something like that. Is there any difference between those two statements? So, um, what does it mean to do something in the name of somebody? Yeah. Um, we are sent out to preach Jesus, to preach the gospel of Christ. And um, we are sent out, I guess you could say, in his name because mm -hmm. he commissioned us. Yeah. In um, Matthew chapter 28, of course. Yeah, that's what I was um, going to. Read it. 18 through 20 there for us. Yeah, he says, uh, So Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Behold, I am with you to the always to the end of the age. All right, you'll notice the passage begins there in verse 18 with all authority is given to me. Mm -hmm. The word there is exousia, which is the word for power or authority. Okay. It could be translated all power is given to me. Mm. And then you'll notice that at the end of the exhortation, he says, I am with you always. Right. So there was the, the notion that Christ was present and working through 
the activities of these people as they went out and spread mm -hmm. the gospel. Uh, that same nuance was there in Acts 2 when um, the, the risen Christ manifested himself in the gift that was poured out upon the apostles, mm -hmm. particularly if you would go to Acts 2.33, he's speaking of the risen Christ, says... Yeah, he says, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. Now see, the last part that you read, he has poured out this that mm -hmm. you yourselves are now seeing and hearing. Yeah. Peter is saying that the risen Christ has poured out the gift that you people in the crowd are seeing, yeah. the tongues of fire over the head, and hearing the speaking in other languages, mm -hmm. see? So this this astonishing event was poured out by the risen Christ, who was right. obviously present and working mm -hmm. through these apostles. Yeah. All right? So having demonstrated through the preaching there that, that Christ is, the, uh, is risen and is now Lord and Christ, Acts 2.36, mm -hmm. God has now made him Lord and Christ. And it's also important in that passage to connect verse 36. God has made him Lord in Christ. Right. With verse 21 in the Joel prophecy that says, When you see all these things happening, then whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, Lord mm -hmm. shall be saved. The Lord in that Old Testament passage is Yahweh. Mm. But in the New Testament passage, he's, he's telling us that Christ is now Lord and okay. Christ, he's master, ruler, king. And so based on that, he says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Jesus is Lord and Christ. Jesus is right. Lord and king. So repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Now, again, in the name of. Yeah, I think that means by the power of, by the authority of, Jesus, who is our king, mm. uh, because, you know, you go back to Matthew 28, all power or authority has been given to me, do this, right. and I'll stay with you, working with you. Mm -hmm. So the idea seems to be that what you're doing, what you're, what you're actually doing is you're doing it by the power or authority of Jesus Christ. Who has the power to forgive your sins? Who has the authority to forgive your sins? Mm -hmm. It's Jesus Christ, who is now Lord of all things in his redemptive work. Okay. Um, this would be the same meaning uh, in, in Matthew 28, where he says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that those sound differently. Yeah, because one has three parts and one has one. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that there is much difference, um, but let's look at this from a couple of angles. Let's go to Acts 4. Okay. Actually, let, let's go to Acts 3, I think, starting about mm -hmm. verse... Well, start with verse 1 and read down, because they're standing at the beautiful gate of the temple, mm -hmm. Peter and John, and this, this beggar comes up to Jesus, you know, and ask for alms and pick it up somewhere in there. Yeah, comes up to Peter here. Um, so how about verse 3? Seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked to receive alms. 
Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And the man fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And notice there is not a baptism. Mm -hmm. There is a healing. Right. But he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, mm. rise up and walk. Now, when you go over to Acts 4, and they're discussing that very thing. Okay. Go to Acts 4, verse 6 and 7. Uh, verse 6 says, With Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priest family, when they set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Uh-oh. See, now that's an informative I was going to say, here. because could we have gone back and said, instead of in the name of, or could you have said by the power of? I think you could, and, which is why I went to yeah. Matthew 28, where he said, all power is given to me. And yeah. he said, and so it's almost like even the people who are seeing this recognize that those two things are the same. If you call on someone's name, you're also calling on their power. Yeah, that's right. You are invoking mm. an outside force, an outside power, mm -hmm. and you are saying that is it is by the authority, power, force of this, yeah. this being. And if you keep reading, just pick it up at verse 7 and read a verse or two there, 3. Sure. Or whatever. Um, so they asked, what name did you do this? Starting in verse 8, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, says, Rulers and people of uh, people and elders. Rulers of the people and elders. Get that right? If we were being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. All right, so it was the risen Christ and the mm. power of the risen Christ that healed that man. Mm -hmm. And it was the risen Christ and the power of the risen Christ that, that forgave you of your sins and filled you with the Holy Spirit at your baptism. See, yeah. that's the idea in okay. this. Now, the same thing could be said if you were reading Matthew's account, Matthew's puts his stuff together a little differently than Luke, but he says, yeah. baptize him by the power of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's still true that it's it's through the, the power of God, mm -hmm. and what God does, Christ does, what Christ does, God does. We could, you know, many passages. <clears throat> passages yeah. say that which i'll link to some of the discussions we've had on that one yeah like john 5 19 through 20 something or other it gives you some of these things the son does what he sees the father doing and mm -hmm. uh, the son gives life and raises the dead he give he judges all you know he does all these things so so basically the the baptizing is not about wording okay and we don't really know that there was anything particularly said by the baptizer. Mm. We just know that the the command to baptize and the baptism itself was by the power or authority of Christ. And if you keep reading there in Acts 4 down to verse, what, 11 or 12? Mm -hmm. 11 and 12? Yeah. This Jesus, the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone, 
There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So we must be saved by his name, mm. by his power, by the power of his blood. Yeah. You know, we sing a song, there's power in the blood. Well, oh, yeah. it's, it's the power of the name of Jesus. Now, it's not that that's a magical formula. Right, and that's I think that would be the good step for the practical element of this is if you are baptizing someone or if someone is baptizing you, is there a right or wrong statement or are you leaving some power <clears throat> out by only mentioning Jesus? Or? No, no, it's it's six of one and a half dozen of the other. One of the reasons is, let's look at another passage and then we'll come back to this. Romans 8. All right. And we're going to start with verse 7 and read through verse 10. Now, I want you to listen to the way the things about God are worded here. Mm. All right, starting Romans 8, verse 7. Yeah. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. All right, so when you read that passage, starting especially with verse 9, Spirit of God, mm -hmm. Spirit of Christ, mm -hmm. Christ, all seem to be interchangeable realities. Right. They're all right mixing there. together that <clears throat> it's almost saying if one is present, the other is naturally going to be there. Right. But it's not that Paul is trying to split hairs. He's saying basically the same thing. Mm. If you say the spirit is in you or God is in you or Christ is in you to Paul, yeah, that amounts to the same thing, mm. not different things. Yeah. Because it's evident in your life that the power of God or his spirit or Christ is Mm -hmm. making itself known in your behavior, etc. That's what's going on in that, yeah. in that passage. Even in verse 11, <clears throat> if the spirit of him who raised Jesus, which is a reference to God, yep. from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead also give you life. And then it's through the spirit who now dwells. So it's, again, he's pulling all three of them together yes. there in that final verse of that section. Yes, so... What what we don't want to do is reduce this to a magical formula. Mm -hmm. It's not that. So your question was, are there certain words to be said over a baptism? Yeah. Now, what I'm about to say has, as part of it, I'll tell you which, has no part in actual scripture. It's just an opinion. Mm. Okay. So far, I've been giving you scriptures, which is the only thing you should listen to. But... I personally like to say some things at baptism simply to reiterate what I have taught the person. Mm. And if I have taught the person correctly, they will understand that this baptism is working. It's efficacious. It's doing what it's supposed to do through the power of God, through the power of the Lord Jesus, through the power of his redemptive mm. work. Okay. Okay. So whether I say I'm baptizing you in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit or I'm baptizing you in the name of Jesus Christ, I should have taught that person that this is because of the directive of God. It is because of the redemptive work of God. It is because of the mm. cleansing blood of Christ. 
So all of those things mean it's by the power or the authority of God that we're doing this and that God or Christ is working in this. Okay. See? So what you say needs to convey that. And now, many times people don't say anything or they may say something that kind of takes away from the power that's working in the act of mm. baptism. But we live in a world which is so religiously divided and so many people look at baptism as an afterthought mm. without power. In Colossians 2, 12 or 13, it talks about that when we're buried with Christ in baptism, we're raised, I think it's verse 12, through faith in the working of God. If I can find that short book. I think it's Colossians 2.12. 2.12. Uh, yeah, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power working of God who raised him from the dead. All right, so when we're baptized, we're baptized through faith in the power of God. Yeah. See? So we we need to communicate some way that what we're doing in baptism is... More than a physical act. It's more than a physical act, and, mm. and what we're doing is by the actual power of God, and we're trusting in the working of God and the mm -hmm. working of Christ in this act of baptism. Yeah. And so whatever you say should reflect that in some way. Um, okay. And so, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus. Uh, people cast out demons in the name of Jesus in the yeah. first century. Right. People were healed in the name of Jesus, you know. Uh, that simply meant that Christ was working through them in what they were doing in these cases. So hmm. it's a fact, not a formula. Let's put it that way. The, okay. The baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or in the name of Jesus, is a fact mm -hmm. for those who understand the teaching. Those who gladly received his message were baptized. So yeah. if we've taught people correctly, they'll understand that it is through the power of God or through the power of Jesus that the wonders that are happening in baptism are accomplished. And mm. it's not just a human act. That's the gist of it. Okay. So again, it goes down, comes down to if I said one phrase or the other, it doesn't negate what was happening. Not at all. But, but on the other hand, if I say nothing and I'm lackadaisical with the, teaching I give people, mm. what I really need to make sure of is that they understand that mm. God is meeting them here and that the yeah. power of God is working with them here and that this is by the power and directive and working of God and Christ and the Holy Spirit themselves that meet us in the water of baptism. So it's that deeper spiritual connection that's necessary to be conveyed, not necessarily a particular, particular wording. Words. Right. Mm. It's sort of like the New Testament confession was not of a particular wording, but there was a, yeah. there was a basic meaning yeah. in it. Like you can find multiple times in the various letters where they talk about making sure or when the people believed they were confessing that this was Jesus Christ, he was crucified, he was raised from the dead, and he's now Lord in heaven. You know, But there's various ways that that's conveyed in the verses throughout the New Testament. Yeah, and it, and it was more, the meaning of it, it was more a pledge of allegiance to Christ than it mm. was an affirmation of a fact, because the devils 
true. Yeah. Affirm the facts, but yeah. they do not pledge allegiance. You go through Matthew and stuff, and Christ. it's like the first people who were going, "You're the Christ." They're yeah. the ones who are the demons. Yeah. So, so you know, just saying it. <laughs> you know. Right. But so so I think when we don't say anything, and when we take a lack lackadaisical approach, we fail to teach and to reaffirm at these hmm. opportunities. But on the other hand. There's no biblical passage that says you're supposed to say ABC when somebody is being baptized, yeah. but we need to know what it is hmm. and why it's powerful and whose power is working in it. And I think sometimes people see it as, well, Jesus said, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then all of a sudden you have Peter come along and he just says Jesus. So it's almost a, so who do we follow? Jesus or the apostles. Which and is, <laughs> if you really understand the New Testament, that's a no-brainer because they, they don't, don't contradict and they're saying the same thing, yeah. even if it's in different words. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for going through that. Yeah, now sometime getting... we can talk about, some people want to take the name of Jesus and talk about Hashem, the name, mm. and take that back to the Old Testament, you know, Yahweh, and what's the connection there, and that's another big That's discussion and there there is a deep discussion to be had there but mm. maybe that's for another time maybe but if it's something that interests you let us know